Welcome to the Uncovered Podcast, where we take a deeper look into the ideas, companies, and entrepreneurs that are creating the future and uncover the stories you haven't heard. Uncovered is presented by PJC, an early-stage venture capital firm committed to supporting the next generation of entrepreneurs. We're back with Season 2 of the Uncovered Podcast, where we're exploring the world of corporate development. I'm here with my co-host, Rob May. Hi, everybody. And today we have Amika Ife on from Commvault. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. Of course. Thanks for taking some time. You know, we usually like to kick these off by diving into your background and learning a little bit more about you and, and your role at Commvault. So, you know, we'd love to start there. Well, well, Matt, Rob, thank you so much for, for having me on. Uh, so, Amika Ife, so I lead um, corporate development at at Commvault, and and essentially what, what it really means is is my focus is around um, um, driving outside in innovation into into the business, um, and the two kind of core um, tactical elements of that is is M and A, one, and then two is around investing in in startups that that one align with a strategy have the potential to be disruptive either to the market or to, to our business. Um, it's a good way for us to learn and, of course, build an M&A, M&A pipeline. Are you doing more investing in startups as a minority investor or, or are you doing more acquiring? Uh, the, are you acquiring startups more frequently? Which one do you do, you do more at Combo? It's, re- it's, it's really a mix, right? Um, I would say... At least for us in this in this environment with COVID nineteen, right, we're looking much more towards um, investments, right. Um, clearly, M and A, it's it's definitely something we're actively actively scanning the market for. But probably we're skewing much more towards investments these days than than M and A. And are you, you know, in your role, are you doing more hunting or fielding of, of opportunities? Or are you going out there and canvassing, uh, you know, the competitive landscape or an area that you're interested in and talking to all of the companies and reaching out to them? Or do you find that a lot of your conversations and investments are driven from, from inbound interest from others? Well, that's, that's a really good, good question, Matt. It really it d- depends on, on, on kind of the overall macro um, environment, you know, certainly these days, frankly, there's been a lot more inbound, um, um, requests and, and feed into us. Right. Um, and then I, I think that's largely due to COVID-19. Right. Um, but typically, you know, everything being equal, you know, you know, you don't have COVID, um, in, in the mix, right. Typically it's a mix, right. Where we, we're out, you know, scanning the market, um, with a particular need, right. Um, and we're very targeted and focused, um, but in this environment, it's a lot more inbound, right? Just because you know they're, they're um, because of COVID, and and there's a lot more interest in looking to exit from from potential startups. So you're seeing startups are they're they're actively pursuing how they can you know exit their businesses because of just you know the market for them has been challenging with COVID and the dynamics have changed and perhaps you know. Fund, funding the business has gotten tough. Is that what you're seeing? Precisely. No, you, you, you're spot on. You're spot on. There's a lot more, a lot more um, inbound interest across the board, right? And, and and it's not just startups, right? Even even 
which you may call kind of more kind of mid-sized scaling businesses, right? Um, um, this is just a lot more inbound inbound interest these days. Interesting. So, so Amika, I'm interested in a little bit in how um, you know how, how you guys approach the sort of uh, talk, talk about the corp dev process in terms of how acquisitions happen, and talk in particular about some of the are there a common are there a common set of mistakes that entrepreneurs make? Some people say, well, every deal is different. And to some extent, that's true. Uh, but I'm also interested if there are clusters of reasons that the deals fall apart or don't get done or, you know, cause you to walk away or the, the founders to walk away or just what kinds of trends have you seen there? No, that, that's, a, again, another really good good question, um, Rob. Even it's, it's a mix, right? Um, one is... is um, Particularly when it's it's kind of an inbound where um, we did not actually go out and actively seek out uh, a particular target, right? They they came to us. Um, it, it's and again, this this frankly applies to just about um, applies to both kind of startups and even strategics, right? Is kind of know who you're talking to, right? So if 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 an uh, opportunity is brought to me, right? Um, it's always helpful if if some degree of homework has been done already, just to understand our business and and see if remotely, right, the asset would make sense with us, right. Um, um, and frankly, the same applies to 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 myself, right. If if I'm um, going after a potential asset that I think fits our business, it makes sense that I do my homework and and actually go in with with a pitch and a story, right. Um, to to the team right that makes sense on how one this is what we believe you do this is how it fits and 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 that nicely ties together right so that i think that the first mistake i see is is often um you know a startup believe we may be a fit right but they haven't done their homework right um and it just makes for a very unproductive um, um discussion um um but you know more broadly, it's funny because at least in my role, geez, probably, you know, to do one deal, you probably talk to, you know, 10, 15, you know, 10 to 20 um, different targets in, in a similar space, right? Um, and they tend to be small businesses, right? Um, with an entrepreneur. Who you know their focus really their the main focus is trying to run their business right they don't have a cop dev resource um, and frankly it's probably their their first company they've never really gone through an exit before right um, they don't fully understand the process um, so I I you know I tend not to be super critical right of because I, I get it. Right, it's it's cop dev is not their bellyweek, right? And really, the, the, what they know is is their market, their business, and 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 so we try as much as possible to be flexible, right, open minded, right, and and always try to kind of sympathize with with um, the entrepreneur that that we're engaging on on that deal because we realize how difficult how difficult it is. Yeah, so I'm interested that you you mentioned you know having people do their homework to see if they're a fit. With Convol, obviously, there's strategic fit, right? Are they in markets with products that are markets that you want to get into or grow or whatever? But um, you know, do you evaluate? Sort of two part question here: Do you evaluate culture fit? Like, hey, this is a product we want and a team we like, but they may or may not be a fit with Convol's culture. Um, and then, you know, 
if the acquisition goes through, who's responsible for the cultural integration? Does that fall with Corp Dev or is that part of the you know business unit managers or how do you guys handle that? No, that's a really good question. And and you know, culture is is one piece of of um, the M and A dynamic that often doesn't get enough attention, right? Um, and I, I I think it's perhaps one of the most important components of any any M and A deal, right? Um, at least in, in my twenty years of being in 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 Copdev in a variety of different roles, um, uh, of the deals that that um, did not reach their potential, right? When you list the the key issues that went wrong. You know, culture is always in the top three, right? In the cultural fit. So it's a really an important piece um, of, of of the equation. The challenge is that you know, culture it's always difficult to to, to define, right? It's kind of one of those things that that um, almost in the eye of the, of the beholder, right? Um, at least our approach um, is is we try as much as possible early on, right, to assess whether do we think they'll fit. Um, culturally within within the business, right? Um, and it's it's not a science; it's more an art, right? But it, but it's something we do try to assess early on um, to make sure one: do we think they'll fit um, within within the business, right? Um, now that has to be taken in conjunction with, with economics and other elements of, of 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 the deal. But it's definitely something that we do we do um, 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 assess. Um, and then in terms of accountability, right? It's at least at at Comvault, right? It's something that one both the CopDev team, which I lead, right, and and typically for every deal we have an executive sponsor um, for the deal, kind of a line of business owner that that essentially owns um, the the acquisition. Um, it's really a joint effort just to make sure that that one um, um, we're making sure that that the business is. Um, being integrated the right way, right? And then two, the assumptions we made around cultural fit, you know, still holds as as we look to kind of um, um, drive value um, out of the acquisition. Are, are you assessing culture when you're making a minority investment uh, initially because, you know, maybe perhaps you feel like it'll lead to, you know, an acquisition or is that not an area that you're underwriting to early on in the process? That's a good. That's a good question. No, it, it's. I mean, we, it's something we we give some thought, but it's not really a main focus for for investments, right? Um, more because it's a minority investment. Um, it's at least for me, it, it becomes really more important when you're looking to acquire the business, right? Um, that that's where we we we. Um, we really put more emphasis on, on on the culture of it, but but purely for investment, no, it's it's not something we look at, right? Um, but it's not a, a key element of of kind of criteria for for an investment. That makes sense. So why don't we dive into your path, your career path? There's a lot of people who would love to get into corporate development and and be you know in your seat. And so why don't you talk to us a little bit about how you got to where you are and, you know, what advice you'd give to others about, you know, pursuing a career in corp dev. Yeah, that, that's again, another, another good, good question. Um, you know, I've, I've 
given this, this some thought in, in the past, and and you know, at least for me, uh, I kind of landed into into cop dev. Um, and this is going back almost twenty years ago. Um, out of business school, um, uh, joined a company, um, EMC Corporation, which is based in, in the Boston area, which got acquired by Dell um, a few years ago. And they had this great um, MBA program where they bring in um, new MBAs and um, you're part of a rotational program. And you get to really essentially spend six months in different um businesses and functions within within um within emc and so my first rotation was cop dev and frankly prior to that i had no interest um really in cop dev frank i didn't really know what it was what it meant to be in cop dev um but i really enjoyed it i loved it it was probably the the um uh, it was the best rotation that i had at, at emc and really what i liked about it was just that the mix, right? As, as you know, a former engineer, software developer for years, um, you had a chance to kind of, kind of tickle the technology and engineering part of your brain, right? Uh, and then you, you had the financial piece, financial modeling, which you know, I'm, I'm a numbers guy, so you have that that piece. Right. You also have the the business model piece, um, the business dynamics piece, which which I love. Um, and then you also have the piece around, you know, somebody who grew up in 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 Africa and 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 you know, literally, you know, to to buy something you had to haggle, right? So the the just the the human dynamic dynamics around negotiation it and, and natural to you. Yeah, no, it came really natural. So it was it just had a lot of elements that that I really enjoyed, right? And really, really kind of uh, tickled all my senses, and and so I got hooked. I got hooked into into Coptive. so I kind of landed into it, right? Um, and I really got lucky in in, in that sense. Um, for you know, somebody trying to enter this space, I, I think that the beauty of the space, in my mind, is there's so many different roles, right? There's so many different entry points, right? You can come in as a technologist, right, to help with assessing um, 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 assets or you, you can come in as a scientist right if you're saying the biotech or the pharma space right um you're coming from a from a legal perspective right and, and we know there's a lot of um the whole legal um, component is, is a key piece of uh, of getting deals done coming more from kind of finance um which you know is so there's many different entry points um you know i, I would say look and kind of it doesn't i don't think it matters where you start Right is what I'll say is one the, this this a variety of of uh, a multitude of entry points. Um, just figure out which one makes sense to you if you're more in technology. That's a good way to enter the space. But two, when you do come in, I think what I recommend is really try to fully understand all aspects of 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 cop debt. Right, um, just look to learn. Um, um, about the legal aspects, about the finance piece, about post merger integration. Um, and you find that, you know, the more you learn, right, um, the easier it is for you to kind of move around into different roles within, within CopDev. Um, so Amika, I'm interested in, since you've done this for a while, or at least you've watched CorpDev for a while, um, you know, both at EMC and Commvault and everything else, like, have you seen, uh, have you seen any new trends? Is the way that, um, 
is the way that deals get done changing? Are the expectations of the entrepreneurs or of the acquirers or of the investors uh, changing? Or like what what's different than than maybe it was you know when you did your first step back at, at EMC? No, that's a yeah, not a not a good question. Um, I think probably the the somewhat the 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 more kind of um, recent changes are you know things like um, at least over the last few years is it's, it's things like reps and warrants um, insurance, right? Um, which frankly wasn't really something available. Um, when I started in, in this industry, you know, ten plus years ago, um, um, so today it's, it's much more, much more common, right? Um, and I, and part of part of the dynamic, I think, probably the, the broader trend here is is one, um, at least years ago, I think often the the buyer had a bit more leverage, uh, at least um, on deals. Um, um back then and and frankly you were able to drive the terms much more than you can today right um which frankly makes sense that you know things like reps and warrants and insurance are becoming much more common right because because essentially you're shifting some of the risk um um away from from the seller to um um to um to the buyer right um but i think overall definitely there's been there's been a change in in the cop dev space uh, i think one it's, it's much more <laughs> frankly like a balanced um where i think um sellers have gotten a bit more leverage right um so it's a bit more of a more balanced negotiation right i think years ago definitely the seller had a bit more leverage um um and and i think it's fairly well i think most industries particularly in tech right um um most shareholders and 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 um, leadership teams really fully understand and appreciate the value of of CopDev and the need to always look to um, drive innovation and and that you can't just simply focus on um, on organic innovation. You have to look outside the business and and so the, the value and 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 the need for CopDev and M and N investment, I think, is much more appreciated these days. Um, so there are a lot more willing, I would say, willing buyers um, in the market, right, and sellers as well. Um, so the the kind of disparity in, in power and leverage, I think, is is much more balanced today. That was a great answer. Um, so we're coming up on our time, uh, so we're going to go ahead and wrap up. But uh, Amika, thank you for being on the podcast today. I think those of you that are listening, um, thank you for listening. If you have questions you'd like us to ask in the future, yes, you'd like to see. You can send those to podcast at pjc.bc. And if you like this, we hope you'll listen to the rest of season two. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Uncovered Podcast. To learn more about PJC and the Uncovered Podcast, visit us at www.pjc.bc or email us at podcast at pjc.bc.